نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره امين ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and we ask for His forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead Him astray and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide Him. I bear witness that nothing has the right nor deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. <coughs> we would like to continue this evening uh, with the explanation of Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyyah by Al-Imam Abu Ja'afa Ahmed ibn Muhammad al-Tahawi and in our last meeting we discussed a few points which we should quickly review concerning uh, the Quran where al-Imam al-Tahawi mentions that from the beliefs or the creed or the aqidah of the Muslims and particularly the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah those who adhere strictly to the Sunnah or the way of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and who stick to the group without deviating and dividing themselves into sects or parties he said that we believe that the Qur'an is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it came from him without explaining how and it was real speech and he sent it down on his messenger as revelation from the angel Jibreel to the Prophet sallallahu and the Prophet sallallahu recited to the people وَصَدَّقَهُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ عَلَىٰ ذَٰلِكَ حَقًّا And the believers, the true believers, affirmed as truthful this fact uh, that it is a real, يعني, a reality. وَأَيْقَنُوا أَنَّهُ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ And they are certain that it is the speech of Allah the Most High. بِالْحَقِيقَةِ لَيْسَ بِمَخْلُوقِ It is not something created. The speech of Allah is not created just as any other of the characteristics or qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not created. Allah is the creator and everything related to him, his speech, his actions, his qualities or characteristics, all of that is uncreated. Uh, he said, لَيْسَ بِمَخْلُوكٍ كَكَلَامِ الْبَرِّيَّةِ that the speech of Allah is not created like the speech of human beings. The human being is created and his speech and actions and characteristics are all created. فَمَنْ سَمِعْهُ فَزَعَمَ أَنَّهُ كَلَامُ الْبَشَرِ Whoever heard the speech of Allah, the Qur'an, and claimed that it is the speech of a human being. As those people who tried to deny the prophethood of Muhammad wasallam, And they said that these words that he was repeating was only something he heard from a man, someone else, who was teaching him these words. Since he couldn't read and write, they couldn't claim he read it somewhere, so they said someone was teaching him. Uh, he says, Imam al-Tahawi says, whoever claims, whoever hears the speech of Allah, the Qur'an, and claims that it is the speech of a human being, فَقَدْ كَفَرْ That person has really disbelieved. وَقَدْ ذَمَّهُ اللَّهُ وَعَابَهُ وَعَوَعَدَهُ بِسَقْرِ and Allah has blamed that person and censured him and warned him with punishment in the hellfire. حيث قال تعالى where Allah the Most High says سأسليه سقر then he will be thrown into the fire in Surah Al-Mudathir verse 26. 
فلما عوأد الله بالسكر لمن قال إن هذا إلا قول البشر So when Allah threatened the hellfire for the one who says that verily this is only the speech of a human being علمنا وعيقنا أنه قول خالق البشر ولا يشبه قول البشر Then we came to know for sure from this that this speech is really the speech of the creator of the human beings and that there is no resemblance uh, between it and the speech of human beings. The main thing we should know that the Qur'an is the speech of Allah, it is not created and whoever claims that it is the speech of human beings or that it is created, this is an act or a statement of disbelief of kufr that we should be warned from. Also, uh, the second point that we discussed last week was point number 34. Whoever describes Allah with any definition or characteristic that is the characteristics or definitions of the human beings, then this person who resembles Allah or describes Allah يعني being in any way similar to human beings has also disbelieved to describe Allah or to compare Allah to anything in the creation human or otherwise this is an act uh, of disbelief فَمَنْ أَبْصَرَ هَذَا اِعْتَبَرَ so whoever understood this point then they would take heed to such وَعَنْ مِثْلِ قَوْلِ الْكُفَّارِ in زَجَرْ and they would stay far away from uh, and uh, hold back from the speech of the disbelievers who say such وَعَلِمَ أَنَّهُ بِصِفَاتِهِ لَيْسَكَ الْبَشَرِ and they would know for sure that Allah in his qualities and characteristics is in no way similar to human beings and this uh, second point is a very important point and we discussed in some detail some of the rules related to the names of Allah and his characteristics and we said that the most important uh, and the first rule here is that we should affirm whatever Allah affirms for himself and negate or deny from Allah whatever Allah has denied for himself and from uh, the discussion that we had last week the, the point that was under discussion is um, yeah, I mean the speech of Allah, the Quran being the speech of Allah and that's a particular point but in general any of the characteristics of Allah or qualities of Allah um, we should affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for himself Allah affirmed that he speaks Therefore we affirm it, or the Prophet ﷺ, if he affirms for the Prophet, uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala any characteristic or action or, or quality, then we should also affirm it and not try to re-explain it, change its meaning, twist its meaning, deny it or any such thing. So we said that this affirmation should be with four points. The first of them is affirmation without uh, tahrif, without corrupting the meaning and without ta'atil, negating its meaning, yani denying it completely. Yani those who make tahrif, who distort the meaning, they don't deny this characteristic for Allah, but they change the meaning, they distort the meaning. So in a way they are also denying it, but indirectly. But ta'atil means outright to deny it having any meaning. And then we said also without taqyif and without tashbih. Taqyif means to say the kafir or how is that thing, and uh, tashbih is to compare Allah or any of his characteristics or actions to the characteristics or actions of the human beings. And inshallah, uh, before uh, I mean, we reach the end of um, this portion uh, I mean, in the book, before we reach the halfway mark, we should uh, give out some notes concerning this uh, principle of uh, the names of Allah and the characteristics of affirmation uh, without um, uh, yeah, any distorting or changing or denying or comparing or explaining how the actions or characteristics or qualities of Allah are. And we affirm that Allah has these characteristics but we do not explain how they are because the how of it is only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The main thing just as Allah himself is unlike any other, any being in the creation then also his characteristics are unlike the characteristics of any being in the creation. Uh, the point that we want to, or the first point that we want to discuss this evening is point number 35, where Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, rahimahullah, may Allah have mercy on him, says, وَالرُّؤْيَةُ حَقٌ لِأَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ That the seeing of Allah, the ru'ya, that the people 
of paradise that they would see Allah, this is true, it is a fact, there is no doubt about it. Ar-ru'ya haqqun li ahlul jannah It is a true fact and a right of the people who will enter paradise. Bighayri ihaqatin wala kayfiyyatin This ru'ya or seeing Allah or the vision of Allah, seeing Allah actually, it will not be with ihaqa. Yani, it doesn't mean that the human being would see Allah in his entirety. Yani, that they would be able to comprehend or encompass Allah in his whole being. Because Allah is divine, perfect. And the human being is, yani, human and imperfect. But we would see Allah for sure without total encompassing. Wala kayfiyah. And without explaining exactly how is that seen. كَمَا نَطَقَ بِهِ كِتَابُ رَبِّنَا And this is a fact as it has been mentioned clearly in the book of our Lord, يعني, in the book of Allah, Al-Quran, where he says in Surah Al-Qiyamah, chapter 75, verse 22 and 23, in very clear language, وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ That the faces of the people on that day, yani on the day of resurrection, their faces would be bright or brilliant, shining. They would be bright and brilliant, shining. And they would be nazira. Nazira means to look. They would be looking to their Lord. They would be looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتَفْسِيرُهُ عَلَى مَا أَرَادَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى وَعَلِمَهُ And the explanation of this matter is as Allah intended it to be. As Allah intends it to be uh, and as He knows it to be. وَكُلُّ مَا جَاءَ فِي ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْحَدِيثَ السَّحِيحِ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَهُوَ كَمَا قَالَ And everything that has been transmitted to us concerning this matter in the authentic hadith from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam then it is as he said it to be. Whatever the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said about this and it has been transmitted to us by authentic chains of transmitters where we know for sure that it is his words and not something that has been fabricated or distorted then it is as he said it to be without any doubt about it. And its meaning should be understood in the way that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam intended it. لا ندخل في ذلك متأولين بآرائنا ولا متوهمين بأهوائنا And we shouldn't go into these things or delve into such matters that has been clearly mentioned to us in the Quran and in the authentic sunnah. Uh, concerning the matters of the unseen, of the next life, or the things that is not known to human beings except by revelation. If it came to us by revelation, in the Quran or in the authentic sunnah, then it's not for us to delve into these things uh, and try to uh, yeah, re-explain them by our own opinions, or by our imagination, or our desires. As some of the people did, they used their opinions to explain such, and they gave no interpretations. They said that the seeing of Allah means seeing يعني رؤيك ثواب الله يعني it means that you would see in the next life in the paradise you would see the reward of Allah يعني you would get the reward of Allah but already Allah confirmed that you would get the reward in paradise and he also said that you would see him so such interpretations some of them said that the رؤية of Allah يوم القيامة means العلم واليقين that you would know Allah for sure in the next life and with certainty and the believers know Allah for sure and with certainty in this life. And even the disbelievers would know Allah for sure on that day. So they would stand before Him and they would know Allah for sure. So such interpretations, the imagination and desires and opinions of the people <coughs> have no uh, place in these matters of the unseen that, only, that are only known by revelation. Imam At-Tahawi, <coughs> rahimahullah, goes on to say, فَإِنَّهُ مَا سَلِمَ فِي دِينِهِ إِلَّا مَنْ سَلَّمَ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ وَلِرَسُولِهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَسَلَّمْ That no one would be safe in his religion 
except the one who submits and surrenders himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that person returns or refers the knowledge of that which is unclear to him he refers it back to the alimihi, the one who knows it and if you don't know, it's not clear to you then refer it back to the one who knows that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is a very important principle here that we should pay careful attention to that no one, Imam Tahawi gives us a fundamental principle that's very important no one would be safe and secure in their deen except that they surrender themselves and submit wholeheartedly without hesitation or resistance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger whatever is unclear to you refer it back to the one who knows the all-knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the most knowledgeable of all creation of all the creatures that is the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whom Allah has revealed and given the knowledge of such things that he will to give to him the Shaykh al-Khumis hafidhahullah may Allah protect and preserve him in his brief summary he says that the, ru- the ru'ya or the seeing of Allah it is the ru'ya or the vision of the believers it will be for the believers to see their Lord Azza wa Jalla, the mighty and the majestic on the day of resurrection seeing him with their eyes with their eyes and this is something that is confirmed and established by the Quran by the Sunnah and by the Sunnah it is also confirmed and established by the Ijma' of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the consensus and by so many of the statements of the scholars of Sunnah in their books of Aqidah, all of them confirm this point and this matter except those who deviated from the Quran and Sunnah so he said that as for the confirmation of this in the Quran it is the statement of Allah Ta'ala that their faces on that day meaning the day of resurrection will be bright and shining looking towards their Lord this is in Surah Al-Qiyamah chapter 75 verse 22 and 23 and also the statement of Allah Ta'ala لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةِ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا for those who did good who perfected their affairs in this world mean that this ihsan it means that they had iman faith in Allah and they did the things that he ordered them to do according to the instruction of the prophets and messengers or according in our time to the instruction of the last messenger of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so those who ahsanu for them those who did good who did what they were supposed to do in this world for them is al-husna and al-husna means al-jannah al-husna is the paradise for those who did good in this world there will be for them al-husna wa ziyada they will have paradise wa ziyada what is ziyada? extra ziyada they will have paradise and on top of whatever is in paradise there is going to be something extra what is the ziyada? this ziyada subhanallah has been explained by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the way this ayah is in Surah Yunus chapter 10 verse 26 لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَ وَزِيَادَةً is in Surah Yunus chapter 10 verse 26 and it has been explained by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, that this ziyada is is another ila wajhillah that it would be the looking at the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith of al-Bukhari it's reported in al-Bukhari and Muslim uh, he mentioned on the authority of Jarir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ That verily you all, certainly you will see your Lord سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا الْقَمْرِ Just as you see this moon And this hadith, in the beginning of the hadith it mentioned that this was on a night when the moon was full and the Prophet ﷺ was with his companions and then he said to them looking at the full moon in the sky and you know how, how bright is the full moon especially in the desert in the middle of the month in the middle of the night in the darkness of the night 
He said, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا الْقَمَرِ In the same way that you see this bright full moon in the night, in the same way, يعني, just as you see this without any unclarity, you will also see your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تُضَامُونَ فِي رَؤْيَتِهِ And you will not find any difficulty in seeing him. يعني, there will be no difficulty for you to see him. The meaning of this is not that the people will have al-ihaqa billah, yani that they will comprehend Allah in His entirety, but they will see Allah, they will see the face of Allah as the Prophet ﷺ promised in this hadith in his comparison between the seeing of the full moon in the night, comparing it to the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Yawm Qiyamah. And this comparison, as, some of, as, as the Shaykh mentions here and some of the scholars mention, is the comparison of the vision of the human being and not the comparison of what the human being will see. Yani the comparison is that your sight, just as your sight sees the moon, your sight will also enable you to see Allah. But the thing that you are looking at, the moon, is not being compared to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only your ability to see. Just as you have the ability to see the moon, you will have similar ability to see Allah. But as for any comparison between anything in the creation and Allah, There is nothing that is similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the comparison here is the vision of the human being. Here the shaykh, he says, uh, that this vision, it will be that you will see in reality with your eyes. Not with your mind or heart, but it will be sight by your eyes. يعني it is not a vision of the heart or ma'anawiya. Uh, what do you mean ma'anawiya? يعني, uh, uh, what do you call this? Allegorical. يعني not in reality. Allegory. It is not allegorical, but it is يعني real hakikiyah sight. Uh, in fact, he says, that this seeing of Allah is the greatest of the bounties that the people of Jannah will enjoy in the paradise. It is the greatest joy that the people of paradise will experience. And the hadith, the narrations of hadith from the Prophet ﷺ in this matter are mutawatira. They are what? Mutawatira. What is the meaning of mutawatira? We said before that mutawatira means those hadith which came from many chains of narrators. Not one or two or three or few, but many chains of narrators. Mutawatir. And this is important because some of the people who deviated said in Aqidah, they do not accept any point of belief that came by hadith which is not mutawatir. They said, we don't accept it if it's not mutawatir. And the Ahlul Sunnah al-Jama'ah said, we accept any authentic hadith if it's mutawatir or not. Even if it only came from one chain and that chain is authentic, we accept it. If it's established it's from the Prophet, we believe it. But they said, no, we don't believe it unless it came from many, 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 many chains. Mutawatira. But on this point, they cannot even claim such argument because this hadith came mutawatira. And still they don't accept it. <laughs> it came mutawatira by so many chains of narratives from the Prophet <clears throat> And so many of the scholars and imams of hadith have said, have, have mentioned this point that this hadith came through numer- in numerous chains of narratives. And the understood or intended meaning of these ayahs that we have mentioned and the hadith concerning this matter, they should be understood as they appear to be without interpretation or uh, yani, giving anyone's opinion to it. That the believers will see their Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala with their eyes on the day of resurrection. And we affirm the truthfulness of this information that has been transmitted to us in this matter. And we do not try to re-explain by our opinions, which are the any uh, imperfect. The intellect of the human being that his opinions are based upon is imperfect. So we do not try to use our imperfect opinions to explain such things. Nor do we allow our desires to take control of us. And if we don't agree with something, we reject it, even though the reality and the truth of it is clear. 
because as Imam Tahawi says that any human being if he wants to be safe and secure in his religion from deviation and slipping then he must submit himself in total surrender to Allah the Most High and to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam concerning those things which have been reported to us that have been established as being yani, really truthfully coming from Allah and His Messenger and in the case where any of these matters becomes unclear to us we are uncertain about it then we should return such matters to our Creator the one who is all-knowing and all-wise as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ali Imran Chapter 3, verse 7. And for those who have in their heart some deviation, any sickness, that is, those people who are not willing really to submit to what Allah says in the Quran clearly and what the Prophet explained to us clearly. They have a disease in their heart, they have an inclination to deviation. Allah says, then they seem to follow that which is unclear. Yeah, and in those matters which have some unclarity in it, they like to follow those matters. Ibatiga al-fitna, seeking fitna, seeking confusion, and making trouble. Wabatiga ta'wila, and they also seek to re-explain these matters. And no one knows the explanation of such matters except Allah. And as for those who are firmly established in knowledge, the scholars who really have knowledge of the Quran and knowledge of the Sunnah, and they follow the correct methodology in understanding the religion as it was understood by the companions of the Prophet and the scholars who came after them. These rasikhuna fil ilm. They say we believe in it. They surrender to Allah and accept whatever comes to them of the clear or unclear matters. They say, All of it is from our Lord. We don't make any distinction between that which is clear or that which is unclear. All of it is from our Lord. We believe in all of it. And none would take heed in such matters except those who have been given, given understanding. Also this ayah in Surah Ali Imran, chapter 3 verse 7 is a very important ayah which gives us uh, another principle that the people, uh, when, when there is any unclear matters, shubha, doubtful matters, dubious matters in the deen, whether in aqidah or otherwise, there are some people who have the natural inclination and they seem always to incline towards those unclear matters and really get engaged and involved in trying to reinterpret or explain those things. They love to go into the unclear matters. But as for those who have real knowledge and are firmly established in the deen, they recognize that whatever came from Allah and whatever came from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that we must believe in it, we must accept it, and we don't make any distinction. All of it is from Allah, all of it uh, has to be accepted. Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani in his uh, brief comments concerning this point of the seeing of Allah that the believers will see Allah in the next life he said first that the hadith which have been reported uh, authentically confirm without doubt the vision of the believers or the seeing of the believers of their Lord on Yom Qiyamah and those hadith are so many until they reach the point of being uh, considered يعني, mutawatir as has been يعني, pointed out by so many of the scholars and one of them is Ibn Abdul Iz who gave the large explanation of this uh, Aqidah Tahawiyah um, and he said Ibn Abdul Iz Shaykh al-Albani now is quoting from him he said that the hadith of the ru'ya or the seeing of Allah have been reported by approximately 30 different companions of the Prophet every companion had students who narrated those hadith from him making the number of chains of narrators from each one of them being many but even from the very first point from the point of companions there were at least 
30 different companions of the Prophet who narrated uh, the, this, this particular point. Uh, so whoever knows such that these hadith came from so many companions and through so many chains then they would be certain and have no doubt that this is really a statement from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and not something that has been fabricated. Then he says <coughs> uh, that in this hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu said that you will see a Lord just as you see this moon he said that the comparison here is a comparison between as I mentioned already the vision of the human being and not between that which the human being will see yani there is no comparison between the moon that we see in this world and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we would see in the next world or in the next life but in this hadith also there is a evidence of al-ulu of the highness or the loftiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah is high above his creation in this hadith there is a hint at this point that just as the, the people are seeing the moon high above them they are looking up to it in the next life also we will be looking up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and whoever and this is also a point that some of the people deviated about they said that Allah is not above, the, above his throne that Allah is not above the creation that Allah is everywhere Allah is in every place, in everything so here again uh, this hadith is an indirect proof of such that Allah is high above his creation and whoever said that Allah is not in any direction that he would be seen but not in any direction yani they said since they don't believe that Allah is high then they said Allah doesn't have any direction He's neither above us nor below us He's not in front of us nor behind us not to the right of us nor to the, to the left of us they said He has no direction therefore they said He would be seen but not in any direction such a person should the Shaykh Ibn Abdul Aziz says they should يعني, review their intellect maybe something is wrong with them because يعني, how can it be that Allah would be seen that we would see him but we would not see him in front of us nor behind us not above us nor below us not on the right nor on the left where will we see him? how will we look at him? in which direction? no direction? we will just see him how is, how is such possible? then Shaykh al-Albani says uh, a side point here as for seeing Allah in this world in this life Yani the uh, Imam al-Tahawi is talking about the fact that we will see Allah in the next life but related to that is the point of seeing Allah in this world and the people differed concerning this with three main opinions the first opinion some people said that we, would, we could see Allah and we would, we would see, some people would see Allah in this world as well as see Him in the next life and second group said that Allah cannot be seen you will not see Him in this world nor you will see Him in the next life and the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is the middle course between the deviations this way and that way who said as has been confirmed in the Quran and Sunnah that we would see Allah in the next life that has been confirmed but as for seeing Allah in this world no one would see Allah in this world this is the correct opinion here Shaykh al-Bani says as for seeing Allah in this world then the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has informed us in the authentic hadith أَحَدًا مِنَّا لا يراه حتى يموت that no one of us would see Allah حتى يموت يعني until you die that means no one can see him in this world you will not see Allah حتى يموت and this hadith is reported by Imam Muslim the second issue related to this is whether or not the Prophet would see or could or did see Allah in this world يعني the Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah are in agreement that the people would not, the believers would not see Allah in this world but only in the next life we would see Him uh, but some misunderstood and thought that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, because of his high status and position of honor that he was allowed to see Allah even in this life and here Shaykh al-Bani says as for the Messenger of Allah وسلم, seeing Allah in this world then there is no authentic and confirmed hadith or proof of such in fact it has been authentically reported 
from the Prophet ﷺ that which indirectly points to the fact that he did not see Allah in this world and that is the statement of the Prophet ﷺ when he was asked about seeing Allah, did he see Allah and he negated such by his words Nurun anna arahu Nurun anna arahu That means Nurun kaifa arahu Anna arahu means kaifa arahu Nur, I saw a light Kaifa arahu How can I see? How could I see? Because the hijab of Allah is Nur Is Nur The hijab of Allah, the screen before Allah is Nur When the Prophet ﷺ ascended to the heavens he saw the hijab of Allah, Nur, Anna Arahu. How could I have seen him? Huh? Sheen? Shield? Sheen? Oh, the Sheen of Allah. That's another matter. Naam. That means that. Uh, <laughs> This is the confirmation that Allah has a shin. A shin, of course, the characteristics of Allah, as we said, are not like the characteristics of human beings. Allah has hands, but hands not like human beings. Allah has a face, not like face of human beings. The shin of the human being is the lower part of the leg, below the knee. Yes. And it is confirmed that Allah has a shin, and on Yom al it will be uncovered. The people would see it, but not, of course, the shin, like the shin of a human being. Okay? Anyway, he says here that this hadith is an indirect indication of the negation by the Prophet ﷺ himself when he was asked, Did he see Allah? He said, Nurun anna arahu. I saw light, how could I have seen him? And not only that, but it has been firmly stated, Walaikum salam rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, by our mother, the mother of the believers, Aisha radiallahu anha, that she negated such that the Prophet did not see Allah. And this has been reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And this is يعني, the correct opinion of the Ahl Sunnah wal-Jama'ah and that which, which we should hold firm to. Can someone tell me how much time, what time is it now? Because I don't have my watch with me. 7.3. Okay, good. Uh, now, Imam Al-Tahawi in point number 36 goes on to say وَلَا تَثْبُتْ قَدَمُ الْإِسْلَامِ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ ظَهْرِ التَّسْلِيمِ وَالْإِسْتِسْلَامِ And here again he is giving us a principle A principle related to the matters of Aqidah in general And especially the matters of a Tawheed of the names of Allah يعني الأسماء والصفات and the characteristics of Allah He said لَا تَثْبُتْ قدم الإسلام إلا على ظهر التسليم والاستسلام. That no one's Islam would be secure or firm except على ظهر التسليم والاستسلام except that they submit and surrender themselves completely. يعني you cannot be secure in your deen and your understanding of the religion, especially the matters of, of creed, of faith, of belief, except that you submit to yourself to Allah. But whoever wants to debate and argue and rationalize, what Allah has given to us, we must accept it and submit to it. What the Prophet ﷺ has given to us, we must submit and surrender willingly and accept it. And here Imam At-Tahawi says that no one would be firm and secure in his deen until he accepts this fact. That is, the fact of at-taslim wal-istislam, submission and willing surrender. فَمَنْ رَامَ عِلْمَ مَا حُذِرَ أَنْهُ عِلْمُهُ So whoever desires to know those things which is beyond his capacity, which Allah has denied to the human beings to know. Those things which Allah didn't make it for the human beings to know. But whoever seeks and desires such knowledge which is beyond his ability or his capacity or he has been يعني, prevented Allah has not allowed us to know it وَلَمْ يَقْنَعَ بِالتَّسْلِيمِ فَحْمُهُ and he is not satisfied to submit his understanding or surrender his understanding to that which Allah has informed us of or that which the Prophet ﷺ has informed us of حَجَبَهُ 
مرامه ان خالص التوحيد وصافي المعرفه وصحي الايمان such a person will be prevented he will be yani cut off from understanding allah's true yani the true meaning or the pure meaning of tawhid allah's uniqueness and oneness and the pure yani knowledge of allah and the pure knowledge of the deen and the correct sahih al-iman yani the correct creed or faith yani belief correct belief authentic correct belief yani the person who seeks that which allah didn't intend for us to know and they are not satisfied with submitting and surrendering their understanding to that which allah has given us then that person his seeking such knowledge that is not meant for him this yani seeking will prevent him from having the knowledge of the pure tawhid or the oneness of allah and the pure knowledge of allah knowing about allah in the matters of deen and the correct faith fayatadhabbu bayna alkufri wal iman then that person will go back and forth they will be mutaraddid yani undecided not firm fadhabdaba they will go, be going back and forth بين الكفر والإيمان between disbelief and faith والتصديق والتكذيب and affirming the truth and denying it والإقرار والإنكار الإقرار والإنكار هون in this uh, one of the texts of the book it says إكزاز it must be a mistake I guess because in the other text I think it says إقرار سبحان الله نعم Uh, it seems as though it's iqra naam that he would be undecided and going between uh, disbelief and faith and affirming, affirming the truth and denying it and yani confirming or denying yani affirmation or acceptance and rejection accepting the truth and rejecting he will be between these conditions muwaswasan ta'ihan shakan ba'ighan that person how would be his condition he would be subjected to whispering and find himself confused and full of doubt and deviating slipping sliding due to what due to the fact that he refused to submit to that which allah has given to us and submit his understanding to the understanding that allah has given to us and the understanding of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then he said al-imam tahawi says la mu'minan musaddiqan ولا جاهدا مكذبا يعني he wouldn't be a believer who firmly يعني attests to the truth nor would he be a disbeliever who totally rejects the truth he would be in between the two not completely accepting nor completely rejecting here the sheikh says uh, the reality of islam A person would not attain the reality of Islam except they, they submit to the text of the Quran and Sunnah confirming the truth that's found therein and surrendering themselves completely to such and he shouldn't oppose that understanding and those truths that came in the Quran and Sunnah by his desires his own desires or his opinions or the doubts that came to his mind nor by his yani own personal opinion or his intellect or by making comparison between things yani he shouldn't he should accept that which came in the quran and sunnah without without uh yani turning to making comparisons and rationalization and intellectualization and yani following his own desires if any person sought knowledge which is not possible for him to attain those things what knowledge is not possible for him to attain those things which allah made of the unseen al-ghayb knowledge of the unseen al-ghayb the things that's with allah alone he didn't mean for the human beings to know about such whoever seeks such knowledge that allah made it unattainable for his creatures those things especially which are connected or related to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his wisdom and his yani execution of the affairs of the universe that the knowledge of such things is with him alone and he didn't yani his intellect and his understanding did not accept nor submit to that which allah has given and offered and that which the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has explained he has not submitted to such 
then his moving in this direction, his absence of submission and surrender shall be the cause or the reason for him being prohibited from achieving and realizing pure Tawheed and the reality of Tawheed and pure and correct knowledge of Allah and correct faith which is based on affirming that which came in the Quran and Sunnah and sur- surrendering or submitting to Allah and His Messenger accepting and surrendering uh, to the truth so that person finds themselves in the condition between affirmation and negation between sometimes believing in that which came yani the information that came in the Sharia yani that came in the Quran and Sunnah and sometimes disbelieving in it sometimes uh, confirming it and sometimes rejecting it uh, submitting and falling victim to their whispering and their doubts and their corrupt imagination that person would never be firm in the deen uh, they would not have firmness but they would deviate and go astray finally he says that the last word of Imam Tahawi means that that person would not be a true believer and who has perfect iman nor would, nor would they be a, yeah, and a disbeliever completely who disbelieved in everything that came because the reality of Iman is affirmation of the truth when it comes to you and submitting to it especially in those things uh, which the wisdom of it is not known to us yeah, and that which we can understand the wisdom behind it we accept it easily but that which we do not know the wisdom behind it maybe our uh, inner being, our self, our intellect might cause us to begin to search in such matters and to redefine them or to give our own opinions to such things. But we are expected to surrender and submit to that which we understand its wisdom and that which we don't understand its wisdom. Yeah, and those things which we don't understand its wisdom are those things that the intellect cannot comprehend. The human intellect is not completely is not complete or perfect and it doesn't have the ability to understand the reality of some last point for tonight is point number thirty seven where Al Imam Tahawi Rahimahullah says Walaya Sihu Al Imanu Birraya لأهل دار السلام لمن اعتبرها منهم بوحم أو تأولها بفهم يعني the first point he is saying here that a person's uh, belief or their iman in the seeing or the ru'ya the seeing of Allah by the people of paradise uh, is incorrect if he tries to imagine what it is like or interprets it according to his own understanding yani the seeing of Allah or the iman or faith of a person in the seeing of Allah your belief in such will not be complete and correct if you allow yourself to reinterpret or to imagine how it will be it's not your right to do so is kana ta'wil ar-ra'ya ta'wil إذ كان تعويل الرؤية وتعويل كل معنى يضاف إلى ربوبية بترك التعويل ولزوم التسليم يعني that the correct way to interpret such things as the seeing of Allah or anything that is related to the matters of Allah's ربوبية His Lordship the things that are peculiar or particular to the knowledge of Allah and His manner of uh, yeah, and the operating or maintaining or supervising the universe these things uh, the way to interpret them is by submitting to that which Allah says without interpreting it yeah, and is not to interpret it not to try to interpret it or to imagine how it is but just to accept it the things that the human being does not have knowledge of the way to understand them is not to interpret them but to accept them just as they are if Allah says that you will see him don't try to begin to imagine how it will be how will we see him by what means or what manner no but you just accept it because it's not possible the human being is not capable to understand the how of it in this world but it will happen you will experience it we will experience it inshallah we ask Allah that we will be of those who experience the sight of Allah the greatest 
uh, and the most joyous of the bounties of Allah in the next life. وَعَلَيْهِ دِينُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Yeah, and at this point, the leaving off of trying to interpret such matters, this is the way of the religion of the Muslims, or it is the way of the prophets and messengers of the past, all of them. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتَوَقَّ نَفْيَ النَّفْيَ وَالتَّشْبِيهَ And whoever doesn't protect or avoid, whoever doesn't protect themselves or avoid a nafyu, وَالتَّشْبِيهُ A nafyu is negating that which Allah has informed us of. Especially those things related to him, his characteristics or his actions or qualities or names. Whoever doesn't protect himself from a nafyu, negating that which Allah has affirmed. Or a tashbih, affirming it, but affirming it by comparing Allah to anything in the creation. Whoever doesn't avoid these two things, negating Allah's characteristics or affirming them by comparing Allah to human beings or anything in the creation, whoever doesn't avoid these two things, then that person has slipped uh, and they have um, failed to reach or to achieve a tenzi. A tenzi, it means to uh, to accept Allah's names and characteristics just as they are, as Allah intended them to be understood without any interpretation, without any distortion, without negation, without comparison, and so on. This is a tanzih. Yani not to compare Allah in any way, or to accept anything to be attributed to Allah of imperfection or shortcoming. Yani to declare Allah's perfection, and not to negate anything that he has affirmed for himself. This is a tanzih. The person who achieves tanzih, they can only achieve it if they avoid these two things. That they don't negate anything Allah has affirmed or the Prophet has affirmed, nor do they compare Allah and that which they affirm for him to anything in the creation. Now. Now, okay, this is related to something else. It's related to how our relationship to Allah. How is our relationship to Allah? Yani if you see Allah as being merciful and kind and generous to you, you will find Him as such. If you have hope that Allah will have mercy on you, and that Allah will forgive you, and Allah will be generous in rewarding you for your good deeds, He will be as such. But if you feel Allah is not merciful, Allah is not kind, Allah is not generous, then you will find Allah will deal with you accordingly. This is the meaning of this. This is related to another matter. It is related to our relationship to Allah. As you see Allah, and as you imagine Allah to be kind and generous and merciful to you, then you will find Him as such. If you have the husn uh, al-dhan, if you have a good view of Allah, that Allah is very merciful and Allah is very kind, then you will find Allah merciful and kind. But if you have a bad idea about Allah, su al-dhan, that I did some bad deeds, Allah will never forgive me. Then you, you may find Allah as such. Or you did some good deeds, you don't expect that Allah will reward you generously. I think Allah is not generous. Then you will find that Allah will deal with you accordingly. Yeah, and if this means the Prophet ﷺ is trying to tell, to tell us that we are encouraged to look for the best from Allah, to expect the best from Allah. That's what the meaning of this is. This hadith, inshallah, we should take the hadith in its entirety with an explanation yeah, at some point. But it's, related, and it's not related to the understanding of Allah's characteristics and qualities. It is related to our relationship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahu uh, The end of his statement here Al-Imam Tahawi says uh, That whoever يعني, Doesn't avoid these things Negation and comparison That person has slipped From the correct way And they have not achieved The real tanzih Or the declaration or affirmation Of perfection for Allah And that Allah is free from any kind of Imperfection or shortcoming فَإِنَّ رَبَّنَا جَلَّ وَعَلَى مَوْصُوفٌ بِصِفَاتِ الْوَحْدَانِيَّةِ مَنْعُوتٌ بِنُعُوتِ الْفَرْدَانِيَّةِ لَيْسَ فِي مَعْنَاهُ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْبَرِيَّةِ يعني because our Lord سبحانه وتعالى can only be described in terms of oneness and uniqueness 
Yani Allah is described with the sifat of al-wahdaniyyah Uniqueness, that He is alone, He is one and alone In His characteristics Man'ut bin'ut al-fardaniyyah And He is described by qualities of again Fardaniyyah and wahdaniyyah, the meaning is similar That Allah is one and Allah is alone and Allah is unique in His char- characteristics and qualities لَيْسَ فِي مَعْنَاهُ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْبَرِّيَةِ And there is no one in the creation that has similar qualities or characteristics or is similar in any way to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the last point for this evening. Shaykh Al-Khumayis says concerning this point uh, that no one's faith in the seeing of Allah, the Most High, will be correct or right if they try to re-explain or give their own understanding or they use their imagination uh, or if they think that they have the ability to know the kafir or the how of these characteristics or qualities or descriptions of Allah no one can know the how of them but we only affirm the reality of them such a person who re-explains or interprets or distorts the meaning or explains the how or makes comparison has made a mistake, they are in error and that person does not have true belief or faith in the vision or the seeing of Allah in its reality because the ru'ya, the reality of the seeing of Allah on the day of resurrection its reality and the how of it is only known to Allah the Most High and, and, for this, and in that case, يعني, this particular matter and other matters that are connected to the Creator all of these things the explanation or the understanding that is correct is for us not to explain or to give our opinion or to try to examine the how of it by comparing it or looking at it in light of anything in this world whatever we can imagine of the things of this world will not be related to the matters of the next life but in fact what we are required to do is to affirm the correct meaning that has been indicated in the text of Quran and Sunnah without explaining how and to submit and surrender ourselves to the information that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu this is the religion of the Muslims that our Prophet, the Prophet of Allah has been وسلم, sent with so every Muslim is expected to be warned and to be cautioned from two things the first of them is a nafi negation and the second of them is a tashbih yani negating whatever Allah has described himself with or whatever the Prophet وسلم, has described him with negating the reality of those things as Allah intended it to be but distorting its meaning or denying it and the second of them is tashbih yani to compare Allah to anything in the creation in reference to himself or in reference to his actions or in reference to his names or characteristics none of these can be compared to anything in the creation and these two points that we should avoid negation and comparison are combined in the saying of Allah these two points are combined in the saying of Allah in Surah Shura chapter 42 verse 11 that is nothing is like him and he is the hearing and the seeing in the first part of the statement that nothing is like him uh, we are warned to avoid making any comparison because nothing is like him nothing is similar to him and in the second part of the statement he is hearing and seeing we are also informed to affirm for Allah those characteristics which he has affirmed for himself like hearing and seeing and so on so in this ayah we have combined between uh, negating any comparison to Allah and affirming those things that Allah has affirmed for himself in one ayah and whoever doesn't avoid these two things they have slipped from the correct aqidah they have fallen into error and they have deviated from the correct manner and the correct understanding that Allah has made obligatory on us so we should know that for sure Allah has characteristics uh, and he has actions and he has names that he has described himself with 
and that the Prophet ﷺ has described him with and he is unique in those things we have to affirm them without comparison this is the end of what he says here and this is the last point that we want to discuss this evening uh, inshallah we should take a few questions maybe there's a few moments there's a question from the sisters first and then if the brothers have any question or statement or correction seeing the face of Allah in the next life which he promised for believers then how about the statement that on the day of judgment in which all the people will be gathered together in one place whether believers or non-believers and Allah will be the judge for all mankind <laughs> Naam. Uh, the ru'ya of Allah or the seeing of Allah is affirmed for the believers and it is negated for the disbelievers the affirmation that the believers will see Allah on the, on the day of resurrection is in Surah Al-Mutafifin uh, I mean uh, not in Surah Al-Mutafifin but uh, the ayah in which Allah says وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ That faces on that day will be bright, brilliant, shining and they would be looking at their Lord إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةٌ They will be looking to their Lord So this is the affirmation that on the day of resurrection on that day faces will be bright and the believers would be seeing their Lord As for the negation of the ru'ya of Allah by the disbelievers the negation that the disbelievers will see Allah on Yawm Al-Qiyamah this is in Surah Al-Mutafifin where Allah says كَلَّا إِنَّهُمْ أَرَّبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ كَلَّا نَيْ إِنَّهُمْ أَرَّبِّهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْجُوبُونَ that they would verily be mahjubun screened there would be a hijab between them and their Lord يعني they would be screened from seeing their Lord and this seeing of Allah on the, yawm, on the day of resurrection uh, will be for the believers, for those whom Allah is pleased with and it is the reward of the believers and it is the greatest uh, enjoyment or pleasure that the people would enjoy in the next life and the screening of the disbelievers from seeing Allah يعني, it is a punishment for those whom Allah is displeased with that Allah would punish them by not allowing them to enjoy this great ni'mah or this bounty or favor that would only be for the believers uh, so this is the proof that even though all of the people would be gathered together on the day of resurrection that only those whom Allah is pleased with would get this reward of seeing him and those whom Allah is displeased with would be denied this reward and that would be their punishment for what they did in this world and for their disbelief if there are any questions or comments or corrections further subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk innahum yakiduna kayda wa akidu kayda فمهل الكافرين أمهلهم رويدا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا 
ذكرا سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقاء 